Bushman Coffee Company was founded so the community would have a convenient location to connect with others while enjoying healthy drinks and nutritious snacks. We are open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Our mission is to nourish our customers and our community with our culture and our coffee. Our values include joyful service, healthy nutrition, and community fellowship. The Bush and Coffee Company hosts the Coaches Show each Friday morning at 9.30 a.m. and are proud sponsors of the Bush and Falcon football team. All right, well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to week seven of the Coaches Show. We were just sitting here chatting about with, with uh, the coach and with Steven about, man, it's flying by. It really yes. is. It is already, you know, seventh game. You know, we don't have our, our bye, you know, until we drew that last bye. So we'll play all 10 games and then and then have our bye before the playoffs. So it's uh, different, you know, and it's, you're, you're right, it's flying by. Now, do, do y'all draw for that as a, as a group? Because so, it seems like we've had that spot for the last couple of years. We have, you know, when on realignment day, once you get your realignment from the UIL and, uh, and, and you have a quick meeting when once we figured out the district we were in, you have a meeting that day somewhere. You'll try to meet up with other coaches and have a, a quick uh, district meeting. You go ahead and draw. You know, if you have a odd number of teams, you go ahead and draw. You know, the numbers for who has the buys. And you know, we, Coach Thomas and I still like to blame Coach Mayfield because on realignment day, he's the one that did the drawing and he drew the he drew the last last. Uh, by so we, we blame it on him give him a hard time about it so yeah there's and i'm assuming there's pros and cons to having that that kind of last by which we've talked yeah, about but sure in last year he kind of we we could we didn't get a game and was that perryton that Perryton, think? yes so you ended up with two buys i guess yes. in the middle of that so that was kind of nice but yeah having that last game i guess it's kind of a good and bad yeah it's you know at that time of the once we get to it it'll come it'll be a good time to have it you know yeah. Right now, there's times where you you feel like you could possibly use it, but you know it's it is what it is what it is, and it's you know we just got to go play. You yeah. know that's one of those things you don't control, so why worry about it? Let's go play football. Well, last week we were down in uh, Estacado and uh, uh, good facilities. Like going down to Lubbock, at least from our perspective, for sure. But uh, they were pretty big. We were huge. we were pretty good size. Uh, didn't seem to have a lot of depth. We noticed that quite a bit, but. They were big and they were fast. That freshman running back was pretty impressive. Yeah, we knew that going in. You know, I think we even talked about that last week. Yeah. You know, they were, they were big uh, on film, and then everybody you talked to that played them said, yeah, they're big. Uh, they're every bit of what they look like. So, uh, you know, that's what playing those preseason games is about. Just to, you know, you, we're going to play big teams, fast teams. There's all kinds of teams you're going to face, hopefully, to prepare you for – where we're where we're at today and tonight is is your district, and uh, they were, you know, like you said, they were big and they were, you know, they had we knew defensively they hadn't given up much all year. You know, you look at what they'd given up and that was seven to Greenwood. I think Canyon, I, I think they ended up scoring was it thirteen or sixteen, mm-hmm. but one of those was a pick six. So I think they give up nine or ten actually to Canyon's offense. Uh, they know they shut out Hereford, so they hadn't given given very many points up defensively, and, and we knew it'd be a challenge. Uh, but you know, again, we're still we still you know expect us to to execute, and you know we just didn't a whole lot. When we did, we found a way to shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit, you know. But we came back, you know, 
that's the one thing I know about these kids and this team is we're going to keep playing hard. You know, we did some good things, positive things the second half and, and kept fighting and playing hard. And, you know, I, I get compliments on our kids about, you know, week to week about how hard we play. So, uh, you know, just keep, look to keep improving and, and uh, see what we can do tonight. Speaking of halftime, obviously, that game kind of felt like a tale of two halves. A little different than Canadian, where Canadian you felt like you went in at half and we were doing some good things yeah. where it wasn't quite the same feeling right. at halftime. But what was the message at halftime? Because they did. They came out and they played hard and they finished yeah. hard. And what was that message going into the locker room? Well, you know, the thing about it is just you go in there and you, you've got you to gotta be honest with yourself and the kids and say, look, we haven't done much good. I thought – I thought defensively we had still played pretty well, really as, as bad as we felt like we had done offensively just for it to be 24. You know, you felt pretty decent about that. You know, defense, they gave up a big run that first, you know, defensive play to that to that running back. But we actually ended up holding them out in the end zone that drive, you know. And then I think they come back to score one. Then we, you know, we actually get the ball kind of start moving it we get in their territory and then we get hit as we're throwing it and the ball kind of flutters up and they pick it run it back to the four so one of those touchdowns you know you know started at the four yard line but you know the biggest thing is you got to keep playing you know the, one of the biggest things we've talked about is keep playing through the good keep playing through the bad keep playing when you know when it's uncertain you know you just got to keep playing hard and we had been there before. That's one thing we did tell them: was, "Hey, we've been here before. You don't want to be here. You don't want to make it a habit, <laughs> you know." But, you know, we had been there before, and in actually a larger deficit. So, uh, you know, just keep playing, you know, because we're we're trying to get you're trying to get positives out of it. And you know, twenty four is not something that you think you can't overcome. You know, you go you you got to play well, and you got to start off well, and start off hot a little bit, and. And, uh, you know, they, they were getting the ball first, I believe, to start the second half, yeah. you know, and they kind of put a drive together. They didn't score, I don't think, that first drive, uh, if I remember correctly. But, you know, it took a little time That's off the clock. The ball for a yeah, while, took, and, yeah, and what you're looking for there, if you're coming out on defense first and you're down, you're looking for a quick stop. You know, a stop is good, but you're looking for a quick stop just to extend that half as long as you can. And, uh, you know, ultimately we did some good things on both sides of the ball in, in special teams as well in the second half. But, uh, you know, you just can't come out and put yourself in a hole like that. You know, it was, we talked about the tell of two halves a little bit, you know, and then if you look at that fourth quarter, which was a great fourth quarter for us, I thought we didn't have the offsides, we didn't have the false starts, we didn't have the holdings, right? And so then you can see how much of an advantage that fast-paced offense has yeah. against a bigger team like that. Because we were watching, they, were, they started cramping quite a bit, putting their hands on their hips. And it's like, man, had we been able to do that in the first half? But it was good to see the second half. They came back and said, no, we know how to do this. We've just got to stop with the, yeah. the penalties. And you said it earlier, shoot yourself in the foot. Because it was impressive to watch this, uh, especially that fourth quarter. Yeah, penalties were huge. I mean, that's yeah. one thing I failed to mention already. You talking, you brought up penalty. I mean, I think we had eight at halftime. Uh, we had eight penalties, and some of those were just bad tough timing. ones. Bad timing, where you feel like you got something going, and you know they they were doing some things. 
up front that we knew they were going to do. That, that, that little shift with their front three when they just they're little they're going to stem those front guys those and and they're going to line up in, in a certain shade and then they're going to yell move and they're going to slide over and you know you get some you get some officials that will call that simulating the snap and, and flag the defense and you get some that won't. Uh, bottom line is we have to we have to be disciplined enough to know that's coming and and be ready to handle it. And, you know, I told the kids, I said, us not being ready to handle that and, and come out the way we did and have the penalties we did, I said, that's on me as, you know, the head coach. I said, that's, that's my job is to have us ready for that every Friday night. And then we weren't. So if you're looking to point the finger, you point it at me, and that's my job. But, uh, you know, those, those were big because there's got to know that I think it was they was 14-0 we – We'd gotten the turnover, gotten the pick, mm-hmm. and we were plus territory. I think we got it maybe inside of 10, 15. Yep. And then we get a penalty or two in a row. Two in a row. And then all of a sudden you back up. Now you get up, you get behind schedule. You know, first and 20 is a lot different than first and 10. You know, you still can get it, but you're looking at you need bigger chunk plays now instead of, you know, you can live with a four-yard run. Or well, that field just shrinks, pass. right? That field shrinks as you get closer too, right? right? So now you're first and 20, but – it's just like your first and ten, so you still gotta get to the four. Yeah. Boy, those plays just get set. Still get smaller and smaller for you to operate in. It does, you know. So we we gotta be better at that this week for sure. So obviously we were missing some faces. Sea bass went on the line, heading into district. Who are you getting back tonight? Well, uh, I can't tell you all my secrets, Stephen. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no. Well, let me at least ask. Will Sea bass be back tonight? Yeah, I feel like he was tonight. probably. Yeah, you know, back. we talked about it last week. <laughs> <laughs> but and that made a difference. I mean, I felt like at Estacado, obviously, he's one of our bigger physical guys up front, yeah. and that's probably a different line than with him in it than it is with that. He's a huge body for sure, you know. And to have him against, and I think he could have probably played. He's he's been chomping at the bit really for a couple of weeks, but we're trying to just take care of him and, and yeah, get to sure. what we feel like right now is the most important part of the season, and you know, and all of our kids. And you know, there's. That football is a contact sport. It's a violent sport at times, you know, and you're gonna have, you're gonna have some things. You're gonna have some, you're gonna be injured. You're gonna be hurting, you know. So we just wanted to, you know, be cautious and and, and take care of him and get him to, you know, tonight because this is, like I said, you can go, you can go five and zero in pre district, and if you go on five in district, that's what everybody's gonna remember. So. We're, we're trying to get to tonight, and I think we're you know fairly healthy for the most part. So we're looking forward to getting there and, and getting after it. Good. So uh, under varsity games last night, talk a little bit about that. So we had some traveling around, some couple, yeah. well, I guess one home and then four. Yeah, sub varsity uh, report. You know, we had a combined. We had to combine our JV and freshman last night here at home because Mule Shoe wasn't able to have enough kids for a freshman team and a JV team. So we uh, looked for some games for our freshmen, couldn't find any, so we combined them, and it went well. We played well. Uh, kids did good. You know, it's not ideal to have to do that because you're, you're, everybody's going to lose out on reps sure. uh, from your JV kids all the way to, to your freshmen. But uh, it was good. You know, we played well, executed well on both sides. It's a good night for us. Junior high – was able to get four games in, which is what you're looking for with those guys, ideally every week. And we, I think that's only maybe the second time this year 
maybe the second time that we have been able to do that. Uh, so to get those guys reps, those, you know, both B teams, both A teams, that's, that's what you want. That's ideal every week. And I think it, it went well. The report I got back from coaches is, you know, just a lot of kids getting a lot of plays and some good, some good games, some good tight games and some good execution. I think both seventh grade had a really good tight game, you know, and the eighth grade, I think played well. Then they ended up 34-0 us. So, uh, Good night of football for, for the Falcons sub-varsities. You know, I think sometimes we forget how important those reps are at that level because even having gone to Mielsi last night, obviously Parker playing eighth, you know, sometimes just the opportunity for the – I say the younger guys, but the, those B-team players to get reps because it was cool just to see how many kids got to play in Mielsi and just how important that is. And that's hard in our district because we know we're not – I mean, obviously being in 3A – um, we don't have those numbers, and that's a it, uh, that was a, definitely a cool thing to see last night. Mills, even though it made it a long night, was just to how many kids got reps. But looking forward to tonight, obviously with Muleshoe last year, what was it, sixty-three to nothing? Yeah. Um, what do you? I mean, what are you looking for tonight? I think last year they went zero for eleven on third down. Like yeah. you got off the field. You know, we talk about coming out after half, and getting that three and out. You got off the field on third down a lot last year. What what have you all seen on film this week that makes you think that maybe you'll have to do something a little different? Well, no, you watch these guys. You know, you watch Milshire. They're a different football team this year. They've played at times. They've played some really good football. You know, they played Snyder really close last week, and Snyder was kind of went toe to toe with Jim Ned. You know, oh, a week wow. or two okay. before, so. You know, they're, they're a different football team. They're a more confident football team. Coach Richards, I've gotten to know him pretty well, and he's done a good job in year two of, of kind of getting his program, you know, in there. And they're, they're putting up some points offensively. Uh, they have some weapons. A quarterback's a three-year starter, so he's got a lot of experience. Uh, he's got a lot of reps. You know, they have some skilled kids, running backs that are pretty shifty, a couple of good wide receivers that are good. Uh, they're playing with more confidence. That, to me, that's the thing I noticed by watching them, you know, last year compared to this year. Is they're more experienced. Uh, played a lot of young guys last year, and they, they're playing with a lot more confidence this year for sure. So, you know, I think they're a better football team than, for sure than they were last year. Uh, you know, we we were gonna have to play a good game over there for sure. Does your, your play calling start to change a little bit as you start getting into district? I mean, we don't want to give any secrets, obviously, but do you, do you try to reserve a little bit in preseason and then try to let a little more out of the bag as you're going and then continue to add? Yeah, I think I think there's always some things that everybody kind of hangs on to that you rep throughout non-district, kind of just keep in your back pocket that you that you want to have for district maybe, just a, a wrinkle or a different look to – to give your opponents, you know, that they haven't seen. I'm sure we'll get that from them, sure. you know, and we probably have a couple things, you know, that we have. But uh, for the most part, you know, you know, the base part of what you do, you know, they, they know what we're going to do. It comes down to execution, you know. They, you know, we're going to play fast. They know that. They're going to try to play with a little tempo, you know. Uh, they're, they're a spread team as well, just like us. And, okay. You know, it, it comes down to that's – that's the cool thing about football or sports in general really is you're going to have wrinkles here and there, but when it really comes down to it, 
it's still about in football, it's still about lining up right and tackling on defense. If you line up right and you tackle well, you got a pretty good chance. On offense, if you can for us and if you can block well, if you can block, it comes down to matchups. You can block the guy across from you, you can throw and catch a football and take care of it, you've probably got a good chance to win, you know. So you don't you don't have to get too tricky with it. You just got to be good at what you do. You know, I was asking, uh, I always like, I love that we go as junior high the night before, because I always ask the people that are there, so who who, who are we going to see tomorrow night? You know, I do the broadcast, and they said, Irvin Torres, that's their, I yep. guess, their wide receiver. Yes. They were real high on, and so I always, it's always interesting, because fans will, I mean, they'll brag on, yeah. it's kind of like us, if you ask us, we're going to talk about Cash, we're going to talk about Brian, we're going to talk about Baylor, we're going to talk about our explosive guys, and so... Uh, they, I know they're real high on the Torres, the receiver um, over there, and so I'm excited. Oh, they, it's funny because sometimes they'll tell you, and then you we don't end up calling their name at all, and sometimes that's all they go to yeah. is that guy, and so it's always an interesting dynamic there. And so one of the uh, questions that I've been hearing a lot, because obviously this is a big month for just our district and sure. recapture and everything. Are you hearing anything on the? Number side, do we feel like this will be our district again for a couple of years? Oh, you hear a lot of things, I promise. <laughs> you know, well, you hear, you well, you know, you just, there's a lot of people that, you know, have supposedly insider information, you know, and you see a lot of guys out there that think, here's what the numbers are going to do, you know, they could go up, could go down to this, whatever. I don't think anybody ever really knows, you know. It's just the, the UIL is the only one that, you know, that, that they keep that under wraps pretty good. So, to be honest with you, I really don't know. Uh, I don't have any control over it. The whole, you know, whether it's the enrollment, whether it's the, what those numbers are going to be. Uh, you know, I've got. That's what makes it hard for us. Is always kind of where we're at now. You're just you, what you could be up, could be down. You don't know. So, we've already in the process of trying to get a schedule for next realignment, a football schedule. You know, and you kind of got to have plan A. You're going to have try to have this schedule, play these teams. And plan B, if, if you go up or you stay down or whatever, then you have, a, you have to have another plan, you know. So that's kind of the hard part. But nobody really knows. I mean, you there's there's guys out there in different publications, and they, they predict, you know, they put predictions out there what those numbers are going to be in realignment. And a lot of times they're fairly close. I don't know that they're necessarily right on, but they're fairly close. Uh so you don't ever know, but you just got to have a couple of plans ready. And it does change somewhat. You're talking about you know getting that schedule set next year because I think if if we, if we if we were to go back up to four like we were a couple of years ago, that kind of opens up Amarillo to us for pre pre district games. And I think because I believe they have a rule they can't play more than one down. I think from where they're at, so if they're five A, they can only play a four A. Yeah. So that kind of does open up things yeah. for us a little bit from a local perspective. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, you, you you try not to travel too far in non-district. You know, you want to, if you could, you play close as you can, play local teams. I think it's good for, you know, as far as just fans and attendance. And when you have- For both sides. Well, yeah, for both sides. When you, hear, when you have local games, you know, kind of rivalry type deals, you know, I think you want to attract more people. It's good for, it's good for the communities. It's good for, you know, the metro area. But uh, you try that if, you, if, if at all possible, but it's hard. That's one thing I'm figuring out. The scheduling deal is hard, you know. And I mean, you know, last realignment, you know, Jimmy was here. He, 
him and Ty, him and Mayfield went to the region center here for realignment. And I, they sent me to Lubbock because we were looking for games. We didn't have everything secured. And it's just funny how those things work on realignment day. It's pure chaos. As soon as those at nine o'clock or whenever it is that the, that paperwork comes out from the UIL, it's just chaos. pure chaos. Because okay. it's never what you think. And there's always something, there's always a bombshell drop. You know, there's always something that you don't expect to happen. And people are just, it's just not, from right then, when they, as soon as they pass the papers out, it's people trying to find games and searching and looking. And that's kind of how we ended up with, you know, Brock the last two years. That wasn't the plan, you know. We Something happened with who we were going to play first, and they had to move their schedule around. So, therefore, we were looking for a week one. We couldn't find anybody. And then, you know, later in the day, they called, and they same thing happened to them. And we were, they were looking for a week one. So, we ended up just saying, all right, let's meet somewhere. So, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, that snapshot day, I believe, is, you know, here in a couple of weeks. So, uh, we won't know for sure what everything's going to look like. We'll know the number that we turn in and everybody else. But then we'll have to wait till February for that realignment day to kind of know what the districts are going to look like. So what's the we'll rules? see. What's the rules? And I see this. I know I did even in high school. We'd go over and play Treeport in Louisiana, yeah. some of those teams. And I think Lawton, we ended up getting a thing with Lawton, Oklahoma, too. But what are the rules with playing out of state? You know, because I know we're fairly close to Oklahoma. We're fairly yeah. close to New Mexico, even Colorado. What are the rules for that? Is there any really from a preseason you can go? No, you can. You want? Yeah, you you can do what you want as far as that goes. Okay. You know, the I think the hard thing that you run into playing out of state teams, and I've looked into it, multiple states around that are actually closer than some of the games that we've gone. Right, that's what I was going to ask. You can right? go play. You can go play some New Mexico teams, Oklahoma teams, and even Kansas teams that are closer than even what we went to to play Brock in Iowa Park, sure. you know. So I've, I've reached out, but I think the biggest thing you worry about then is in Texas, you know everything's on a two-year realignment. So when you schedule somebody, it's it's a two-year contract. You know, it's a home and home. Yeah. Your place one year, our place the next year, and then – and you got to make sure that one, those out-of-state teams line up with, with with your realignment. You know, if their realignment's a three-year, a one-year, or whatever, you don't want to get, you don't want to, you know, play this school, and then for one year, and then you know you go play them at their place, and then the next year they say, well, we we do realignment every year, so we can't. You know, it changed for us, so we can't come. Then you lose a game, you know. So that's the first thing you want to do is make sure that you line up, you know, your 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 schedule with theirs. And then, you know, obviously a big enough school to where, you know, they don't call you the week of and say, we don't have numbers gotcha. to play. You know, we can't play at all. So it's, it's a little risky, I think, but, you know, you do what you got to do. Okay. Well, tonight in Mule Shoe, kickoff 7 o'clock. We should get started hopefully around 6.30. Uh, if I remember right, we'll be outside is our best bet. I think they're, uh, they have a, a press box on the visitor side. Yes. So I think last year coaches went down and we went up. Was good. Right. It was a little bit cold, yeah. but uh, Mark and I actually really enjoyed being outside uh, two years ago when we did it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have an outside mic. But Let's be honest, it's not really outside. It's just those barn doors opening. Yeah. It's yeah. an open front. Here's what we, I thought was cool, and maybe we need 
They, they, they have some fans in Mule Shoot. They have a these the neighbors to the football field built their own press box. It's a little two level press box in their backyard, and they watched the junior high games from oh, their right. own backyard. And I thought, now that's some fandom. Buy the house across from the yeah, stadium and build your own. And so it was really a neat thing. And so. I just it made me chuckle because Jamie's like that was something you would do. I'm yeah, like, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Clearly, from close enough. All right, so district kicks off tonight. We'll get started at six thirty. Coach, good luck tonight, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one.